This podcast contains detailed plot spoilers, adult language, and mature themes. Listener discretion is advised. podcast of Rare Antiquities. Today, we are not going to do our normal podcast, which would have been Double Indemnity, but instead we are going to talk about the massive news released from Lucasfilm, which came out of the blue, and that is that Ryan Johnson is going to write and direct a brand new Star Wars trilogy, and Disney is also going to be releasing a live-action Star Wars TV series sometime in 2019. This is Harry, and I will be your host for today's show. And I will be your co-host, Jeff. So, Jeff, I was on a bus, and just the internet was just not working as well as I thought it should. (laughs) (laughs) And I was saying, what the fuck is going on? I had a busy day at work. I think this news dropped mid to late afternoon today, and this news just came out of the blue. You know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, there's no special thing happening. There's no special press conferences that were happening or conventions that I that I believe it was just announced. And it's kind of funny. Five years ago, it was when George sold Lucasfilm mm-hmm. to Disney. And today, now we get this now. What are your reactions to both a new Star Wars trilogy that will be written and directed by Ryan Johnson and that Disney will be doing a live-action TV series, which will also be premiering i'm not premiering but be on their proposed streaming service yeah wow wow where to start just going back to what you were saying about when we heard the news originally that george lucas had sold the property to disney you'd sent me a text to let me know and i hadn't heard and same thing basically happened today and disney paid somewhere around four and a half billion for Lucasfilm, if I recall. Yes. For Star Wars, Lucasfilm, and Indiana Jones rights. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is them sort of making good on that investment. You know, like that kind of four and a half billion is a lot of money for, you know, just say three Star Wars films, a new a new trilogy, which is what George had envisioned at the time himself. So, you know, Disney wants to make a much larger property out of this. So my reaction was definitely shocked. Once I realized, I saw the headline where it said Ryan Johnson to do a new Star Wars trilogy, and I figured that he, uh, just reading the headline, like you and I were talking about a week ago offline about comments that Kathleen Kennedy had made considering you know, carrying forward the story of the sequel trilogy characters. So I just immediately assumed that this was that. And then when I actually read through it and realized that this is a separate entity, a separate entity entirely, I was completely floored by that. Yes, um, the exact words I believe from the announcement is that they will explore an unknown region of the Star Wars Galaxy Corner, which will have no connection to existing saga characters. Yeah, that's right. A separate corner of the galaxy not connected to the Skywalker saga. I was really surprised. I was really, really surprised. I guess in a good way. I mean, I had can't characterize my feelings as necessarily positive or negative at this. Well, they're not negative. I'm feeling not neutral, but just really surprised. And now my imagination is just running wild with that information. I'd like to just break up just a little bit more specifics on the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the TV show yeah. in, in separate, you know, mini conversations. Just your first reactions now to the TV show announcement. Mm. I guess I'm a little bit mixed on it. 
of course, I'm certainly open to it. If they can find a way to do a good job with uh, an episodic Star Wars TV show, then I am all for it. I only ever hear good things about the two cartoon series they've done. Clone Wars and Rebels. Have you not never, seen anything? No, I, I mean, I've seen a few episodes of the Clone Wars, like early episodes of the Clone Wars, and I, I don't really dig it. I've, I've had people tell me that it, it does get much better starting with season two. It does. It gets better. I'm not I'm so, not a massive fan like Andrew, yeah. who's appeared on the show, is a big fan. Mm-hmm. I know other people who are big fans. I watched the whole thing. I've, I've seen every episode once. Yeah. And yeah, it gets better, especially towards the last couple of seasons are my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of ends, which I think is a good thing because then it, it kind of gets fairly close to Revenge of the Sith. But I think the sale of Lucasfilm kind of impacted how it could have, you know, right. impacted that show a little bit in the last season or two. There's some storylines which I didn't like, like the Darth Maul stuff. You know, I like mm-hmm. seeing Darth Maul in, in an animated show, but, you know, he's dead. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Except so, he's not. That's, and that's canon not. So And that's canon. So I'm not a fan of that decision, even though the fanboy in me likes seeing more Darth Maul. Yeah. So, but, yeah. you know, so I'm kind of torn with that being canon. And then Rebels, I really did not like the start of Rebels, and but I appreciated season two. Season two was pretty good. I think the last season was season three, and it was very ho-hum and subpar. Mm. And honestly, that's the worst review I've heard of it. Just through osmosis, I I think I would probably feel the same way about it as you do. I'm not really excited to watch it or interested when I come across blurbs about it or reviews and I catch snippets of the characters and the storylines. I'm not interested in it. I'm sure it's fine for what it is, but, you know, it's a cartoon, it's for kids, and it could be that, you know, that we're not the target audience for that, so... I don't place a lot on it either way. I mean, so it doesn't really matter. So you don't want to hear about a live action show. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on what they're trying to do. You know, George did want to do a live action show himself many years ago. Produced by Rick McCallum. Yeah, produced by Rick McCallum. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been fucking Uh, grand. uh, (laughs) Fucking grand. That's the only thing he ever said that I uh, ever liked <laughs> was that <laughs> he's sort of the like the you look at him and the way he talks like the what you would think is the stereotypical Hollywood producer though isn't he Rick McCallum I mean just that yeah, sort of smarminess about him and yeah and he has appropriately escaped or ran away from Hollywood with his tail tucked between his legs I believe the when I we were looking you know a couple years ago when we were talking about the prequels I had done a little research and yeah he's somewhere doing internet low budget international films and I'm assuming those are the only people who would hire that man yeah it just seemed like a toxic relationship isn't the right word for it but he didn't do a good job of hurting the cats that were the creative talent behind Star Wars uh, i.e. George he needed somebody who was going to temper his vision a, a little bit with reality and Rick was an enabler, a yes man, even when he, when George had bad ideas, it didn't matter. He was going to enable that. And George had lots of good ideas and which is great, but it wasn't the right fit for Star Wars. He should have got somebody who was a real producer with some cred and he did not. But yeah, the, the TV show that died on the vine, I think George completed all of the scripts. That's uh, what I, I don't know if that's accurate or not. So Disney now owns that property, but they're probably exist. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they use some small aspects of that. So, yeah, I guess I'm a little mixed on that. Like I say, I will certainly wait with an open mind on it and I will root for it. If they get good talent and they have good stories to tell, then I am all for it. I was skeptical on the new Star Trek series 
when you know in the lead up to that almost everything about it just gave me a bad feeling and i'm so happy to have been proven wrong on that so here's hoping that the star wars show if it does come to fruition that it'll be that it'll work that it'll be good how about then another streaming service well you know what it just feels to me that this is where tv's going now and i think once it's all worked out like right now if you i guess it depends on how much TV and how much content that you want. But, you know, you might have your cable subscription, so you have your regular TV, and then you've got your streaming services, so, you you know, you probably got your Netflix. And in Canada, we have Crave TV, and those are the only two streaming services that we have here. But if you live in the United States, then you've got Hulu, you've got Amazon, which we have here now as well. Forgot about Amazon, thank you. And then CBS All Access. We're going to have Disney. HBO has their streaming service as well, which... I mean, you need to have the TV subscription as well, I think, to get HBO Go. At least you do in Canada. So I guess the way I see it is I think eventually everything's just going to be streaming. The traditional network TV is going to go. It's going to be gone. It will just be streaming services. I actually like that so much. Yeah, I think that's good because then we'll have true a la carte cable, which is great. We can just buy the channels that we want or the streaming services that have has the content that we want. We can leave the rest. And I think that's great. It gives the creators a little bit more leeway with their content because they're not beholden to sponsors. So, you know, CBS doesn't need to worry about selling ad space for Star Trek Discovery, for example. So they don't need to worry about pissing off conservative sponsors as, you know, a network like CBS has conservative type programming on their older crowd. So your advertising caters to that crowd in order to sell that ad space, you can't piss off your sponsors. So when you go streaming and it's just pay per view, then you don't need to worry about that. It's entirely up to the consumer. So that's a good thing. And I have the same feelings with you with respect to the TV show. I mean, my excitement right now is more, you know, towards the new trilogy that Ryan Johnson will be involved with in comparison to the TV show. But I am excited for a TV show. We could talk about it just a tiny bit later. Just the ideas, you know, I don't know how hard pressed it would be to make something work in the Star Wars universe because Mm -hmm. Star Wars... Maybe Star Wars needs to change as well, because Star Wars is pretty light in terms of how deep it goes and how many layers it has in talking about, you know, themes and relationships and, you know, issues. I mean, what social issues are there going to be in the Star Mm -hmm. Wars universe? I mean, it's interesting questions. Can they pull it off? And if they start doing that, are you changing Star Wars to something that's not Star Wars. And that's the interesting balance that they'd have to find. Right. Let's move to the trilogy because I didn't give you my initial reactions as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was very excited and shocked for me this past year. And you probably, uh, based on our discussion the other, the other day when we went out for drinks, it's been a bit of an up and down year for me for Star Wars in terms of what I've liked and not liked. I mean, all the director firings Mm -hmm. that happened with Trevorrow and with Lord Miller and then JJ returning. I'm sure you remember my lovely text I sent you when that announcement yeah. happened. And then episode eight, I'm, I am excited for, but I don't think I'm 100% sold on it yet. And then we talked about the previous announcement on the new films that would be continuing because Kathleen Kennedy said about a few weeks back that new films would be concentrated on Ray, Finn, and Poe. And just because this announcement will not involve those characters, does it mean that other movies will not happen or another trilogy or whatever they're going to do with those characters will not happen? I wasn't really a big fan of that announcement. Two reasons. One, because it gives away, it's not that it's a shock, but it gives away the surprise 
that, you know, is everyone going to make it out okay? So unless she's, you know, tricking us, pulling a Palpatine, I'm pretty sure she means her words there. So I didn't like the fact that she gave that away so early. And again, I'm not hundred. I like the characters. It's not hundred percent sold on how these characters can continue and the antagonists. So, well, we can leave that for another time. Let's focus on Ryan Johnson's trilogy. But them announcing it, does that not tell the audience and give the perception that they have so much confidence in Ryan Johnson and how episode eight turned out that they're announcing this now? That's exactly what it says. And that is part of the, that's part of the hype machine. I mean, that's the reaction we're having. It's like, man, they must love episode eight. It's not even out yet. They're giving this guy the keys to the kingdom pretty much. It must be fantastic. Can't wait to see it now. So, But you don't think that timing is bizarre? I understand what you're saying. This just gets the hype machine rolling more. But is that a good thing? Because they already have leaked ideas that they're so happy with Ryan Johnson and Last Jedi and that there were no issues on the set and all this stuff. You didn't hear a peep of bad press. And the, the trailers seemed to have everybody excited and talking. They were good trailers. They did what they needed to do. I just don't really understand the need to have this announcement now. Mm. Why not just save it? Because does this not put a little extra pressure on episode eight now? I mean, the pressure's on episode eight, no matter what. It has to make a certain amount of money, no matter what, right? So you can't put more pressure on it. You can only try to help it as much as you can. There's only two reasons why they would officially do this, as far as I can see here. So you can tell me if there's some other reason. One, as we've already discussed, they're planning on doing it anyway. Brian Johnson's movie's coming out. They want to stoke the hype machine as hot as it will go because they really want to just crush box office with this. I mean, Disney, they're not stupid. I mean, they're so good at marketing their properties. I mean, building the hype is down to a science with these guys now. So I don't think that that's accidental. And I think that that is the reason why they are doing this now and not later. And there's no downside. If The Last Jedi sucks and is a flop. The chances of that are approaching zero, that it will suck and will flop. But if it did, then you could always pull the plug on Ryan Johnson and you'd have the justification, say, Last Jedi underperformed. We're putting that on hold and we're going to explore other ideas. But this is what I'm talking about. So based on all the stuff that happened with Trevorrow and Lord and Miller, why announce it now? You're a month away from Last Jedi. If you're so confident in it, let that be a hit. Then you make this announcement. I just find this bizarre. I understand what you're saying, stoking the fire and trying to, you know, get the hype machine going. But in my opinion, I don't think now the discussion is on this new trilogy. The discussion is not on episode eight. People are not thinking about that. So I really know that the discussion is on Star Wars and people are going to want to go see. I mean, I know people already want to go see, but they really want to throw it into the into the stratosphere. But the people who are listening to to this news are seeing the movie anyways. Like you're not reaching the mass audience. No, I, with this I think because yeah, but that's this the is, other thing I wanted to mention is that this announcement just happened over the internet. It wasn't a convention. It wasn't Comic Con. It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't celebration. So why do it here like this? But this is the kind of thing that gets picked up by mainstream non-nerd media. Like it's. But they would announce it anyways, deal. even through celebration and other venues. I mean, 
I just find this very, very strange because we just had a new trailer two weeks ago and now you're getting a whole bunch of TV spots going and now you're taking some of the attention away from episode eight and or putting, as I said, now the expectation is, is that, oh my God, they love episode eight. It's going to be awesome. And then you you create potential word of mouth because then a bad word of mouth because then it doesn't meet your expectations when you see episode eight. So then you don't make the potential returns that you could because I think they were, they stoked the fires as hard as they could. Yes, this is a little extra, but I don't think that's getting you much at this point. The first weekend is the most important. It is, but this the is not most changing important. Them. This isn't it, changing it. Them. I disagree. I think it is changing it. I think they know exactly what they're doing on that. And I think it's the, the only other reason I could see them timing it this way is if and I don't think this is the case, but it's possible, is that the news was going to break because somebody had the scoop on it, like the, like a journalist, uh, some publication had a scoop on it. Maybe. And then Good Disney point. wanted to control the story. That's quite possible. Now, two other things. Let's talk about this trilogy. What do you think it's going to be about is one question. What do you think Disney will go into? What would you like it to be about if it is something different? And when do you think we may see a release date for not when they'll announce the release date? Like, when do you think this movie would be released? When is this movie coming out? Okay. When is this movie coming out? Let's tackle that one. First, I'm going to say this movie's coming out two years after episode nine. Really? I guess. No more than three years after episode nine. Yeah. Because Ryan Johnson's done now, right? Like he's done, like episode eight's done. He's not working on anything else unless he has another project. So they're going to be getting to work. But episode nine's two Pretty years. Soon. Episode nine's two years away. So yeah. you're saying this is four years away from the first movie. Well, if he's working, yeah, four years away, I think it's four oh, that's years. that's a long away. time. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, you I, think it's sooner. I think it's sooner. I think you're, you know, it's not that it's much of a difference, but I think it's three years away. I think mm-hmm. you've got Han Solo, you got episode nine, because these are both in December releases now, correct? Or is Han Solo still? Han Solo's still set for summer as far as I know, but they did move episode nine to Christmas. To Christmas. Yeah. So episode nine will be Christmas, and then you would see this one the following Christmas, I think. Mm. That's quite likely. Either we see this the following Christmas if they don't have the or next standalone. Or back to summer of that year. Or perhaps back to summer that year. That could be. I like the Christmas release for Star Wars. I don't know why, but... No, no, no. I wish it would just go back to May. Doesn't I... really fucking matter, to be honest. No. In but, the end, yeah. it doesn't matter, but I like it back in summer. That's just me, but that's okay. See, I got this really dope Christmas Star Wars sweater. Yeah, uh, is it the one you wore so, last year? Yeah, so uh, that's why I wanted um, it, because I can wear it to the movie, right? So then, <laughs> that's why I like the Christmas release. I needed a lot to drink just to see that. <laughs> oh, come on. That sweater is so dope. It's fantastic. Dope is the right word. I don't know about the sweater. <laughs> How? You have zero argument against that sweater. You got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Okay, so time frame, you say four years from now, I say three years from now, roughly. How about what you think it's going to be about? What would you like it to be about? Well, what do I think it's going to be about? Presuming that he has an idea of what he wants to do, and I think he must, I'm wondering if it is going to concern the Knights of Ren, because... I mean, you told me this and I didn't research it, so I'll, I'll assume you knew what you're talking about, that the Knights of Ren were from another part of the galaxy. So well, I'm only basing that on, there's no spoilers, I'm only basing that on the fact that Snoke is apparently from another galaxy, like part okay. of the galaxy. Like he's yeah. obviously came from this other region because I, I haven't read the books, this is just me following Star Wars news. 
Mm-hmm. So when they have a novel, I kind of, you know, because it kind of partially taps into canon, but doesn't give away spoilers. Right. So apparently what happened was, is Palpatine, before he died in Return yeah. of the Jedi, there was a dark side force kind of aura that was calling to him through the force. Yeah. From these unexplored area of the galaxy. And then he sent out a bunch of Star Destroyers and commanders and troops to go research and investigate. He died, and I think that's how you got the First Order. Oh, okay. We might be seeing something along those lines. I'm not sure. This is just me very vaguely remembering and reading something. Okay. So whether Snoke is from this part of the galaxy or another part of the galaxy or another fucking dimension, or he's fucking, you know, Jar Jar and he's back for blood, which is my kind of hope, (laughs) then that's... that's, uh, <laughs> well, at least he got some voice work lessons and got rid of his fucking speech impediment or whatever. So when he reveals himself for him. in uh, episode eight, just watch out, man. I'll stand up and I'll be clapping. You're not making it out of there alive, probably, if that's what happens. <laughs> if you're the one cheering, I'll like it's sure. not gonna be me. I'm just saying. All right, <laughs> someone's taking you out, taking you down. I mean, that was the only thought that I had as to what it could be about. Something tells me that it has something to do with. The Last Jedi, okay, I guess there's a couple ways we could go, so let's just break it down. As he's working on The Last Jedi, maybe there's an aspect of that that he wanted to explore more, had some ideas, went to Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy's like, hey, I want to explore this idea in another movie, and they liked it so much and liked The Last Jedi so much, they're like, you know what, we think there's potential for continuing the franchise with a new trilogy, so go get them. So that could be one thing. Or it could be that he had other ideas that he wanted to tell that didn't quite fit into Star Wars, but they were still excellent ideas. And then they're like, okay, you know what? We love those ideas too. Doesn't fit into the current trilogy, but how about we do, you know, we'll let you go and do your own thing. How does that sound? So I'm not sure which of those situations is more likely. So that's the only intimation as to like what it could be Mm -hmm. about. What should it be about? What do I want it to be about? I mean, that's tough. I think a lot of fans, and I've been in this camp as well, but I think I'm fading out of it, is, you know, a lot of people want to see some of the chronicling of the Old Republic, you know, the thousand years or 4,000 years before the Skywalker saga. I think I'm not really interested in that so much anymore because I don't know why that universe or that galaxy at that time frame is any more interesting. Sure, you can have you have stories that you can tell there. I remember reading so way back when the comic book license was at Dark Horse Comics, which was an odd fit for Star Wars, and they were the first ones to do. I mean, they had a comic called Knights of the Old Republic, and they were tales. It was an anthology series. They do you know some one shot issues. So they do some three four book arcs, just you know different writers and artists, and they, and it was all about. And they just told stories basically of the Jedi mm-hmm. from. I know, 10,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago, and it was just a, it was kind of a free-for-all. It was really dark and violent because it was Dark Horse, and that, that was their brand. So like I say, it was an odd fit. And there were some cool stories to be told in there. You know, we have the video game Knights of the Old Republic, which we've talked about as well, which is a great game. Same sort of time frame way, way back. I just don't know that's where I'd want a new trilogy to take place. Maybe a one-off would be interesting, but I don't know that a new trilogy. It just feels counterproductive to go back into the past. So if we stick with roughly the same time frame that we're, we'll say, present day for whatever the fuck that means with Star Wars, but concurrent to the Skywalker saga in another part of the galaxy. So what should it be about? I don't know. I mean, 
So presumably, and this is going to bleed into other questions I had for you, like what does it need to be about in order to be Star Wars? Like what does it have to keep in order to still call itself Star Wars? We still need the Force, I guess, right? I think if you're doing a trilogy, definitely. It has to be something about the Force, whether you're talking about Jedi, Sith, Knights of Ren, or whoever the fuck Luke Skywalker is now, and Rey will be. Yeah, it has to be something to do with the Force, whether it's the origins of the Force, whether it's way far into the future, or way part in the past with the Old Republic, or another part of the galaxy, as you said, Knights of Ren. I don't know how much uh, details are going to get into the next two movies, but I would assume pretty much, like, I mean, that's who Snoke and is. He'll be the, you know, guy who kind of created the Knights of Ren, I would think. You know, it's kind of weird. I got these Knights of Ren and a bunch of guys with clubs. Who the fuck are these guys? So hopefully right. they'll be exploring that. Otherwise, I'll have a additional beef with this current trilogy. But you're right. I personally think that if I'm a betting man, I think that, and especially because they said an unknown corner of the galaxy or universe, I think they're going to go somewhere else and they'll do an exploration of some aspect of the Force with a bunch of different new characters way in the past or way in the future. My guess would be way in the past. So they'll be doing an Old Republic era, but not Old Republic with Jedi and Sith. And then you ask the question what it should be. What is Star Wars? I mean, Star Wars is a mythology. And as I mentioned in the original trilogy podcast, and my personal belief and why I still love, why I think the original trilogy still works so well, is they kept things fairly simple. It was a battle between good versus evil. Now, when we talk about the TV show, I think that's where you can potentially explore some different aspects. But for a trilogy, I think they should keep it as simple as possible. But then I agree with you, it will not be Jedi and Sith. It won't be like this corner of the universe, Old Republic. It could be something else. And you may you may be right. It could be Knights of Ren going back then, and whoever the whoever the hell is fighting them, I mean, the original origin Jedi. I don't know. Whoever I don't know. We'll see in the episode eight how it kind of you know some of the backstory there, right? Right. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see some of that backstory. It's also early to speculate, and if it's going to have any any connective tissue, if, whether like we were saying the Knights of Ren. So I guess we both had that thought independently if that's going to be the connective tissue here or if it doesn't but i mean obviously you're right i mean it's about good versus evil there isn't really much else at the core of uh, maybe that's not fair but that is at the core of star wars is good versus evil the force has to be a part of it yeah could it be the origin of the jedi well if we're going way back to old republic times but it's in another corner of the galaxy that has never been like then the republic wouldn't exist out no. in this particular yeah, I would area say right old so public time frame but they're not the old republic they can right. call it the old pubic hair or whatever i don't know <laughs> so, i don't think that's a great name for it <laughs> probably not a great name for it maybe i don't know <laughs> i don't know why i feel like i gotta pick something out of my teeth right now i don't know why i got that that feeling <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> but just to add one other little piece, what I want out of the new trilogy, it would be the selfishly, even though I, I don't think it'll happen selfishly, I want the old Republic, like from that era, Jedi versus Sith. I want to see the origins of the Jedi. I want to see the origins of the Sith. I want to see many Sith, many Jedi. It, it might be a bit cliche, but if they do it right, I think it could work. So if you have the right writers and directors. Yeah, I think that a lot of people would agree with you. Like, that's yeah. what they would want to see. And, and that's I, why I think it won't happen. Actually, I don't like that idea. And the reason why I don't like that idea is because 
it gets, I think it starts to, I think it would probably get, get a little bit hammy if they did the origin of the Jedi and the origin of the Sith and all of that, then that just gets a little hammy. And I think it's best left to mystery. I think that's the best way to do it. But who knows? I mean, if they can find, again, if, they, if this is the right guy and he's got the right ideas for it, then that's, that's really what matters at the end of the day. I mean, you can really tell any story you wanted to if you have the right talent. I don't think that's where we're we're going with this. I could see them exploring that in a one-off down the line, maybe, but... See, in a one-off, I don't think there's enough time in a one-off to properly explore that. Yeah, you're probably right, and I think that's probably for the best. Like, I think that's best left alone. This is a nice little segue toward the TV series. You can add some more comments about the, the film series a bit later, but I said, like, I agree with you. I think it'll be more about the unknown regions or Knights of Ren or something along those lines for the trilogy, but I would rather see Old Republic for the trilogy. But I think they'll actually do Old Republic for the TV series. Mm, interesting. That's where I think, and I think that's a good thing because if they do go down that way because it offers the chance to really, you know, develop a really, really a mythology in a different way. I mean, TV's better than movies now anyways. If you look at something like Game of Thrones now, are they thinking along something along those lines for Star Wars? It's going to be on a streaming service. I'm not saying you're talking about nudity and blood and guts and swearing, but you do have fairly big battles. You have some epic stuff happening there. You know, even if you go Old Republic, I believe they, whether you're using lightsabers or swords or clubs or whatever, you still have the force. So I think you can have some interesting concepts here and really get into depth with the Old Republic, which I think could be better served on a TV show. Yeah, I hadn't had that thought for the TV show. Yeah, something more Game of Thrones-like and maybe like in scale. I was thinking that they would have or may choose to do something on a smaller scale, smaller type of story. I don't know. I mean, you would think that. I'm just saying with the success of Game of Thrones, and now they're announced like TV shows are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And That's true. I just think it's going to be, it's a platform right now perfect for the Old Republic to be shown. If I'm going to show it on a platform, even though I said I'd like to see it in a trilogy, I think it could work very well on a TV series. Hmm. I don't know that I have a good response you on that one. I hadn't considered it. It's an idea I want to like. I'm just, I'm having trouble getting my brain around. You're just tired of that it. era. That's kind of like, I'm just... a, I guess I'm a little bit tired of that era. I don't know if that's it or not. I'm just thinking about, again, I'm thinking about Star Wars and what, what it is, like what makes it up, what gives it that special flavor and feeling that it has. Obviously, you can't really write a recipe for it. You can't quite put your finger on it. If you could, it wouldn't be what it is. You know, the swashbuckling adventure story is certainly integral to it, the good versus evil. So I guess you could do the Old Republic, something in there. Okay, I guess if you're looking for a storyline that has a larger scale conflict between the Jedi and the Sith, then yeah, that could be potentially very interesting. You know, I'm thinking about the, again, the video game. And yeah, but you can create a small scale story set in a big setting. Yeah, I know you can. Yeah. And that's why I think back to that video game, because it was, uh, well, I mean, obviously it was a grand adventure and everything like that. It took place against the backdrop of the war mm -hmm. with the Sith, which was great. That game had a terrific storyline. Yeah, I guess you could do something like that, but still have your core group of adventurers against that backdrop that plays into that larger, you know, that war. I don't want to see something 
the thing about Game of Thrones that, I mean, it works fine for Game of Thrones, but hard to translate is every character Yeah, no, is I don't big, want that. Yeah, right? no. yeah. I don't think it would be that either. No, I don't think that they would go in that direction. But if that was the backdrop and we had our core group of adventurers against that, yeah, that that could be pretty cool. That, that could be great. Again, that era is ripe for exploration with stories and... I think that's when we say, when fans say the Old Republic, I don't think they want to see just a bunch of Jedi and Sith fighting it out in massive wars. I think they want to see, have your small group of characters in the same vein as the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, this trilogy, like three or four protagonists. Yeah. And there'll be one or two antagonists, but then they'll be set against, I mean, you'll have that larger backdrop that'll be happening. So my question then for you is... What is the, like, what's the difference? I mean, why is that different? Why is that offering me something different than what I'm already used to? If they're going to that, if they're going to use that backdrop, what does that offer me that's unique against what we see in the films? Okay, that is a very good question, Jeff. And that was going to be one of my final points. Can we just hold off on that one? Yes, sure. We'll come Have back. Have discussion near the end. Okay. But let's just talk about the TV series now. Then what okay. would you like, what do you think it'll be about and what would you like to see? Whew, that is a really tough question. What do I want to see and what do I think it's going to be? What do you think Disney will do with that TV series? Is it going to set be set in, say, the potential future time frame where episode nine will kind of end? And then you have the possibility of seeing Ray, Finn, and Poe in BB-8 and, you know, whoever else pop in and there's cameos, you know, that continues their relevance. Yeah. Or is it going to be something different, set the past or the future? Or is it going to be like what George Lucas was doing? He was setting something in the underworld, like mm-hmm. the belly, where it was going to be kind of like the crime syndicate in the original trilogy era, or maybe you'll get a bounty yeah. hunter TV show. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think that probably there will be an element of the underworld crime syndicate stuff. My feeling is that we'll get a show that is set sometime between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens in the the upheaval of the fall and continue, the continuing fall of the empire and the you know the rebuilding of the new republic i think something set in that time frame is quite likely the type of show that we're going to see there i don't know maybe something hard to say what types of characters we're going to see there i mean perhaps some of the ill-fated mofos who would have ended up getting slaughtered at luke's jedi academy <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, any number of those types of things, but exploring the world of of upheaval after the Battle of Endor, I think. And I actually think that would be interesting, like what's happening. And I know that there there are books out there right now that are exploring some aspects of that. But I think a TV show set in there might be pretty cool. That would be all right. Um, That's kind of what I think they would probably do. As far as what I would want to see, I'm not really sure. I think I want to see that era. I think that would be good. I think that would be really interesting. Or, and this is just a completely off-the-wall idea, is like go back so far where human beings, who, whatever species that all of these human lookalikes are, are just venturing out into outer space and discovering the Force. Or bring, or they were the first species to discover the Force and they start to venture out so Star into Wars, the galaxy. So Star Wars Enterprise is what you're looking at. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> Not something so boring, perhaps. <laughs> oh, uh, or maybe boy. maybe not just starting to, but maybe in the early days uh, when, when it's kind of new. 
That will never happen, man, because then it's, no. you're turning it into a Star Trek show. Maybe, but you're only turning it into Star Trek if it's like about like strictly about exploration and all that. But you could still have adventures in a new because that's kind of like Star Wars now, you know, faster than light travels, thousands and thousands of years old. It's old hat. All technologies, all, everything's old. So what did that universe or that galaxy look like when that stuff was new? That might be neat. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's extremely unlikely. But, you know, there you go. Yeah, I mean, for the TV series, I would like to see Old Republic fleshed out, like, you know, from the game. But as I said, you know, in the backdrop, but you have other characters and it's a little bit smaller scale. I think that would really work for a TV series. They will not go that way. My feeling is that they will be setting it in the time frame of where episode nine will end or the next the few years after when that would be to potentially continue the not like the story of the characters that Kathleen Kennedy he had mentioned with Ray Finn and Poe, but just to continue their relevance, mm. whether they're talked about or whatever, and what that show would be about, uh, God knows, or, you know, the force knows. <laughs> I wouldn't find it interesting. I just think Disney will play it safe. Discovery is they picked a safe timeline or time frame to place those characters. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really make a lot of sense. I would have rather them, we talked about in our Star Trek episode, it would be interesting to see a post on Discovered Country yeah. time frame. That didn't happen. They said it, nope, let's put it smack dab where Kirk, Spock, and Bones and the Enterprise is going to be. To continue the relevance, you know, it's familiar for fans, and it's safe, and we have New Trek in that time frame. It's, you know, what the mass audience understands. The mass audience understands Ray, Finn, and Poe. That's their new target audience. And I think that's where they're going to keep the TV show. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very likely possibility as well. Yeah. What it would be about, I have no idea. I would hope that they take the opportunity to venture off and do things away from existing characters. It's the best thing you could do for Star Wars right now because, you know, there's too much... It's, it's as we talked about over and over again, universe is way too small still. Yeah, it is. And I know you've made that point for many years. It's a small galaxy for a galaxy, which yes. should be pretty fucking big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just one other thought before I get to my final question for you. With all of these news, and you know Han Solo's coming, and then you have the new, new trilogy, you still have to finish off episode eight and nine and the potential continuation of Ray and company. Where do you think this place, how does this play out for the other spinoff movies? And I guess then I'll go into the final point. Considering those other spinoff movies and what we've learned today and what's in the cards, yeah. is this all too much? I mean, it's a valid question to ask. Is it all, is it all too much? Because for um, me, I'll tell you right now, for me, they're making some big mistakes here. My partner had asked the question too. She's like, here's what you guys should need to talk about, talk about on the show tonight. You got to bring it up. Like, is this too much? And I was like, I think Harry's going to bring it up. So I'll let him bring it up. And you didn't fail me. So that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I just come from a different place than you do when it comes to this. I understand that you can oversaturate. I don't have a problem with the timing. It doesn't bother me, whether it's the timing of the announcement where we're five weeks out from The Last Jedi as we record this episode. That's fine by me. I mean, it's great. Is it too much Star Wars? I don't know, man. Like, can you have such a thing as too much Star Wars? I think back to being a kid, you know, growing up in the 80s, and all we really had was, you know, episodes four, five, and six. And that was kind of it. And then some novels started to trickle out and some comic books and there were video games. And, you know, like in the 90s, 
before the special editions came out was an awesome time to be a Star Wars fan because there was just tons of great stuff. There was the novels were rolling and there were some really good ones. There were some great comic book storylines out there from Dark Horse. You know, some of the video games that were starting to come out, like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, Dark Forces, Jedi Knight, like all that stuff was starting to come out. It was awesome. And I never would have complained about too much Star Wars. It was awesome how much Star Wars we had. Now, as we go forward, I mean, there are comic books again. I, I don't read them. I hear good things about some of them. It's not really my thing anymore. But if there's more Star Wars movies, like, I just can't complain about it. Like, unless they suck, then it's not too much Star Wars if it's good. If it's good, it's not too much. You know, can it get to the point where it's oversaturated? And it's just the same thing over and over and over again. For sure, that's a risk that they're going to run. Definitely. But I'm willing to take that risk. And if it if that ends up being the case, I can always go back to popping in the, you know, A New Hope and Empire and Jedi and living in that world again, because that stuff will never get old. So nothing will ever taint that no matter what. So I'm not really worried about it. I, I don't have an issue with it. If it if it happens, you know, so be it. Well, I mean, I, I feel the same, almost the same way as you. I agree with you about the, you know, it's a little early to tell because we've only really had episode seven in Rogue One. But mm -hmm. you look at superhero movies and that's a type of genre. Now, Star yeah. Wars is going to be a type of genre. If it's something completely and radically different, then yeah, I won't get oversaturated. But Star Wars has to be Star Wars with that mm -hmm. feeling that we were talking about. The simple tale of good and evil, a little bit of exploration of the Force, some good characters, some good villains, and you've got a recipe for success. Yeah. But the problem is, is then that gets watered down. It's the same thing. And that's part of the little bit of the complaints that we had with episode seven for different reasons. That was a kickoff for this trilogy. But the thing is, is like, I do fear that it's, it is going to become watered down. I look at what happened with you know, Rebels, the cartoon is one example. It just feels completely unnecessary. Um, mm -hmm. Even though there are elements of it that are very, very good, it just makes the universe so small. You risk convoluting the storyline you risk oversaturation you risk retconning things that have come before and you take away from the simple simplicity of the existing whether you call it canon or story or whatever i don't necessarily want too much more unless you are completely so far away from and that's what i'm talking about that's why people clamor for the old republic because it's so distant from the events that we've seen that just that time distance makes it fresh yeah. You can get a fresh look, you can get fresh technology. What you were just talking about, I want it to go so back in the past that I don't see lightsabers or I want to see them first venturing off into space. I think that's too far back, but I understand what you're coming from. You want some of that freshness. Now, the problem is, is these other movies, like you talk, as I said, with Kathleen Kennedy's future movies and these spin-off movies that are happening. I mean, I don't need to see Boba Fett. I don't need to see Han Solo. You know, I'd be semi-curious about Obi-Wan, but I don't really need to see it. I want something brand new in a different timeline. Mm -hmm. And it, this is just all too, too much. And I think they will just continue making it too much. They'll play it safe. That's my fear. And how do you really create a mythology? The original trilogy, you brought it up. All we had was four, five, and six. And then yep. we waited a decade and then, yeah, maybe some video games and comic books were there. But then, oh, more novels came out, the Zon trilogy and things like that. And then, yeah, Shadows of the Empire and that kind of kicked off. And then Dark Horse and that Dark Horse and that kind of kicked off a whole bunch of extra stuff. But since we only had those movies, the three, the Holy Trilogy, that created a mythology by itself. And that's how you create a mythology. That's how you create something timeless and classic. If it's 
well made. Now, I think, you know, these movies can be well made, these new movies, but if you just keep having one after the other, after the other, after the other, I don't really care to watch it because I got the next trailer to look forward to. I got the next movie to look forward to. I don't have time to really enjoy and absorb what I already have, what has already been released. The original trilogy, that's all we had. That's what makes it special. And if I have too much of this, it will not be special anymore. And that's my problem. I mean, they got to make money too. I don't give a fuck about the money. I know they care about the money. No, but they care about it. But if but, they don't care but, about the but, money, none of it exists in the first place. They, but they've made their money back. They can wait five years, do comics, do video games, do merchandise, do cartoons, keep the ball rolling. You're stoking the fire. You're keeping the fan interest. You're still having your Comic-Con. You're still having your celebration. Fans are not going anywhere. So this is where I disagree with you. No, I, it's a movie studio. They got to make movies. I mean, making movies is it's a huge investment they put into this. They're only going to start realizing profits off of this venture the merchandise is really what's making them the money the merchandise certainly is going to be making that's not stopping no it's not stopping but they do need to make these movies in order to make good on that investment i understand but you can spread that investment out you don't need to just because this is the thing if you run star wars into the ground which is where i think they would potentially go in 10 to 15 years then you've got nothing left no one's going to want to buy any merchandise no one's going to go and want to see your movies I mean, yeah, the hardcore fans will, but then it'll just make two, three hundred million. But you're spending that much money to make the film, so why bother? If you well, space if they... it out and make it special, like look at the space between the prequels and Episode Seven, you made a record amount of money domestically. I'm not saying you got to wait that long. I'm just saying space it out. Now you have so much in so many different avenues. I got video games, I got TV, I got movies, I got comics, I got everything. It's bombarding me, and then the space between every event movie is not there. I'd be fine if they turfed the standalones. Oh, I really think they need to turf the standalones. And maybe, well, they are, those, maybe they're going to. I mean, who uh, knows those, now, those right? Those things need to go because they're garbage ideas. Well, there now, I mean, Rogue One was a good idea, but it didn't quite, didn't work for me. I mean, it was a success. I don't like the Han Solo idea at all. Maybe it'll be a good movie. You never know. I got very little faith that it will be any good at all. If it tanks, I think that's it for the anthology movies. I wouldn't mind an Obi-Wan movie with Ian McGregor. I think that'd be pretty cool. The fanboy in me wants to see it, but in my opinion, you wrecked, again, you're retconning partly. Well, you would be, yeah. You're yeah. retconning it, and I find it appropriate that his penance for his the Jedi stupidity was he just sat around doing nothing in the desert. <laughs> yeah. That's a penance. And he deserved it. Well, he probably had a couple adventures. Well, whatever. It, it, probably. I mean, you know. But that's fine. But it's not worth really seeing anything. Because if it's going to be something so bombastic, then, you know, you know it would be known galaxy-wide. <laughs> No. Well, it wouldn't be. Yeah, no. I mean, we're, I, it obviously wouldn't be like a huge. You couldn't do a huge, huge tale in that time frame there. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I'm whatever, not. Whatever. I'm not a filmmaker. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I get surprised all the time when I watch movies and TV. I'm like, shit, I never would have thought of that. That's a perfect idea. Hmm. Yeah, like it happens all the time. So I'm not going to try to pretend that I'm smarter than them and say that's the only thing. Is like hmm. I'm not going to say I'm smarter than them and say, oh, they're oversaturating. The timing's wrong and all that. I don't know, man. They've built a big entertainment empire on knowing exactly how to figure out the audience and you know when to put movies and where and how to market them. And-, and see, this is interesting. Sorry to interrupt. So you, I remember clearly you complaining about Marvel and Marvel is owned by Disney. And yes. don't tell me that Kevin Feige is just like doing whatever the fuck he wants. Bob Iger's fingers are right in there. Yeah. Bob Iger's fingers are here in with Kathleen Kennedy. She answers to the boss. She has control of Lucasfilm. 
He also demanded that he put the money down. She didn't. He did. Yep. So he's probably one of the bigger backers or, you know, primary movers of getting more material out there. And yeah. Maybe, I'm, and I'm, maybe leaving it to her to figure out what exactly that material is. Right. I'm sure that he's given directives like we need this many movies on this schedule. Right. So For I sure. know you had some For complaints, sure. complaints about Marvel. I don't think necessarily your complaint was in terms of the numerical quantity of content. It was just the tonality of it. But I still think the numerical quantity of Marvel has diluted the potential product that we could be seeing out there. Because well, I'd say 75% of what Marvel produces, maybe 80%, I really detest. I don't like. Yeah, that's fine. But you're, I'm not going to say you're an outlier. There's lots of people who don't like them. But and there's lots of people that love all of those movies and think that they're great. I'm not one of them. I definitely enjoy more than 20% of them. I'd say I probably enjoy at least half of them. I mean, none of those movies are great. This is my point. Yeah, but this those, is my but point. that's a different genre. I get it. Genre, yeah. My point that, is, uh, though, is like there's only so much uniqueness and talent you can bring to Star Wars. Ryan Johnson's talented. If Episode Eight knocks it out of the park, I'll trust him. But you still have all this other stuff that's happening at the same time. And I just feel that it can't all be A's. And if I get some, I get some A's here, A material here, some B material here, some C material here. I don't want that to happen to Star Wars. To me, Star Wars should be A across the board. Now that's a improbable thing to request a franchise or someone or an artist to do or a business to do. I know what you're coming from. You're talking from a business perspective. I plunked down four billion. I got to make it back. Now I got to make another four billion or twenty billion or whatever else. But that'll come naturally, even if you slow the process. That's my point. You're talking like I got to churn it out like there's no tomorrow. Well, you got to understand that time frame also factors into your rate of return. If I'm going to make four billion dollars over the next forty years, well, I didn't really do do it for me if I space it out. But if okay, I can but, make that but, four but, billion back over okay. the next ten, okay, that's more reasonable. Two movies have been released with the merchandise and the profits from that. That's my point. Now you're talking about three other movies, more TV shows. Cartoons will probably continue. You'll have the live action TV series. You still have the comics and the novels. You have the merchandise. You got Star Wars land opening. It's going to draw in a massive amount of money. That's my point. You're still making the money. That money will come to him easy. I don't need to have just episode eight and nine. And I need to have now a continuing trilogy or more stuff with Ray and Finn and Poe. I got Ryan Johnson stuff. I got the TV stuff. I got the cartoon stuff. And then I still have my other stuff. That's my point. I think you overestimate the revenue streams from these other sources. You're defending the business approach of Disney, and that's fine. If I was Bob Iger, I'd do the same thing because I have to, right? For my shareholders. Otherwise, they'll yeah. fire me, right? Right, yeah. So I get it. I'm just saying from a Star Wars perspective, this is damaging the product. That's all I'm saying. Well, I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree. Like, I don't agree with it because I don't think there's any way to separate it from the business side of it. I don't think there's any way to take it as one or the other. You either you take it as both or you leave it completely. I had business in mind when he made it. I mean, he had his vision and he wanted to build it, but and, he had all the signs. Do? And what did he do? He made his money and then he said, time to go look at something else instead of milking the cow. And here but, came Indiana Jones. Oh, which, but... Which was fine. Yeah. And then he had yeah, some other ideas and then he was focused fine, on but, family. Which was probably not a great decision because then we had the prequels, which 
So you're saying you know. Indiana Jones, at least the first three, were not great choices? No, those were those are great movies, but he did those while he was doing Star Wars. No. Yeah, wrong, 80 and wrong. 84, right? So remember, Jedi ended at 83. Jedi... Temple of Doom came out in 1984. And 1981 was... Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so 81 and So they were concurrent with the original trilogy until... And then, you know, and then Last Crusade ended the trilogy for like 20, 30 years. He then, well, okay, well, now I'm going to do something else. I'm going to focus on my business. Yeah, but George is just one guy, though. <laughs> Who is probably the most successful businessman, one of the most successful businessmen that ever lived. But he's just one guy, though. What I'm saying is that he was just one guy. He only had his own money on the line, right? Star Wars, the original trilogy and the prequels, effectively, are independent, technically independent films. He financed them all himself. So that's a little bit different. But any And he had his own pocketbook in mind when he made everything along that, with fine. like he wanted to tell I, mean, I don't even know how we got into this side of the discussion well you were talking okay. about that we had the question of is, is this too much? too much is that diluting and that's how we got here i understand how we got yeah. here I, i'm just surprised that we're talking a lot about <laughs> revenue streams and, <laughs> and, and have they made their four billion yet i mean riveting really, yeah i know <laughs> yeah all right well i think we've had enough of the business end of things here's gonna be my final word on it here i, I don't want to be cynical I love Star Wars. You know, I love the story. It's had its low moments. There's been some stinkers for sure. It's not perfect, but I love it. I want to see more of it. I really feel, and this is just my own anecdotal experience talking with people. And I'm not, you know, this isn't you. This is everybody that I talk to is that for some reason, artistic endeavors need to be separate from money. Otherwise, like you've sold out or whatever. And what I believe is that if these properties, whether it's a movie that you love or a TV show that you love or a novel that you love or painting, if these things weren't profitable ventures, if they didn't make lots of money for the people who were investing lots of money in them, I mean, movies take a lot of money to make, they'd never get made and we'd never get to enjoy them. And the people who wanted to express these artistic ideas and this creativity like they those people wouldn't get that opportunity to do it and i don't think that enriches our culture i don't think that enriches our day-to-day lives and so that's why i say like it's too difficult to decouple it they're intrinsically hooked into each other and so that's why i resist some of those arguments against it because i you just can't unhook it for me i don't think it works and that's my final thought on it i'm not saying i'm definitely right and everybody else is definitely wrong that's just my opinion on it so i agree with you in the sense that i also don't want to be a stinker on star wars because i love it even more than everybody else but that's just coming from me everyone says that about themselves I know what a fan you are, right? And And I I... want it to be perfect. And my fear is, is that if I have too much of this, it can't be perfect. And I don't think you can sustain something at an A-plus grade level, even though, you know, forget my feelings on what we've seen so far of the recent iterations. Mm -hmm. But even if they were A-plus level, which they were not, but they they were pretty good, I want it to be even better. I want something to eclipse the original trilogy. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a capability of doing it. But you have to do it right and you have to do it. The timing has, everything has to be right. Timing has to be right. The audience has to be ready for it. And that's part of my problem. And that's part of my problem with 
society or Hollywood or anything like that. It's just about making green. And I get why they're doing it. You make a good point. Nothing would get done if there was no money to be made. Just because there's money to be made doesn't mean that that's still the right thing to do if you're starting to just churn it out so quickly and you have so much oversaturation. Because then I don't think you can make something that can last that can be timeless. And that's what I want. I want something to be timeless again. I don't know if it can be. And I think that's part of the problem because that's the society we live in now. And that's the business model we have. And that's my problem. But yeah, we talked about it already. So yeah, I think we've, I think we've made it clear. There's a question I wanted to ask you as I, as I feel like we're getting towards the end here is really. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> we're only 90 minutes in, yeah, man. Know, Fuck, man. we're just getting started. No, no, no. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about Ryan Johnson? Awesome. He's Why? like, well, everything he said about, like, I've seen his interviews. Okay. And there was that behind the scenes thing they showed, I think, at Celebration. I can't recall. That sizzle reel. I didn't watch it, but okay. okay so yeah. just the, and just like hearing what Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley and, you know, you know, John Boyega and Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver and whomever else was talking about Ryan Johnson, that he's done something different. Mm-hmm. And if in episode eight will prove that that's the case and it works, then I'm all for him directing a new trilogy because it needs to be different yet the same mm-hmm. and finding that balance. Because it's funny because, you know, you know, we talked about in the original trilogy because Luke Skywalker became may have became something different. And now it seems I don't know if he actually did that or not or because he's saying the Jedi should end. Did he become something different? Did he find? And there's that talk about balance of the force, right? right. That concept from George that they may be carrying through to this movie. It seems like that's the case. If he finds that balance between finding, doing something different, yet knowing what made the original Star Wars trilogy tick, and it's not a hard thing to do because most, it's pretty easy to identify because it's simple, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can do that and you have the right, you know, support system and a non-oversaturated market and you time it out right and the audience is ready for it in the right time. And I think he can, I think he can do it. I think he can hit it out of the park. Mm. But Disney has to support that aspect of what I was talking about. If they oversaturate yeah. the market and it's just like six months later, I've got, okay, I have Ryan Johnson's movie. Six months later, I've got a standalone. Oh, I got TV shows. We talked about it. Oh, so then six months later, I got Ryan Johnson's thing. I don't have time to get excited or invested in what Ryan Johnson's showing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's what happened to Star Trek too. I had four TV shows, one after the other. And it's like, well, you know, by the time the third TV show came, I kind of had my fill. But that and they also weren't very good. It doesn't matter, but I I still had my fill. I need to space it out. So that's my uh, point. I wonder if you feel differently if Voyager, it was actually a good show or if Enterprise was actually good. Like they worked. Well, right. Had they been good shows. That's fine. You're, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I could tell you right now that I get tired of something, even if it's good. You know, it's like, you know, this is like said about uh, the Seinfeld joke, you know, you know, no, sometimes I'm just, you know, I've had enough and I just want to get some sleep. (laughs) Enough is enough. (laughs) Want to get some sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there's something to that if everything is also, if everything's the same. But it's an event. You have to right? make it an event. Like if I see the Rolling Stones and yeah, they're playing a certain set of songs. I went to their concert on uh, Monday and then two weeks later, oh, Monday's here or well, one month later, I can drive down to another city and they're playing another set of song. Uh, maybe like they're adding in two or three new songs. It's awesome. I get to hear their new song. I go down there and then I go to a different city. I'm a groupie. I go to a different city. 
oh, maybe they added another song, slightly different, and oh, and they decorated it a little differently. But you know what? I'm kind of having my fill. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, thing. I, that's my. No, point. I understand. I understand the analogy you're making, and and I again, I think we've made clear how we feel yeah. about it. I, you're not wrong. I don't know. I guess I have different perspectives, but that's okay. So. No, I was just curious about, you know, your opinion of Ryan Johnson as uh, creative talent and, you know, he doesn't have a huge filmography, so. I just like the way he's talked about Star Wars. Mm. And now execution-wise, we'll have to see episode eight. Yeah. Because my main concern is this trilogy. I want this trilogy to, I want these next two episodes to really wow me and floor me and do something a little different yet not be too drastically different and really, you know, expand the characters to make, you know, and, you know, give respect to the, what they call the legacy characters, which is Luke and Leia, because they deserve it. Yeah. And if they just throw them under the bus or just there's a few minutes with them and then forget about it, I mean, they'll have issues with that. I think a lot of fans will. But I mean, I have to, I have to see how it goes. That's why I really wanted him to carry through with nine. You know what I mean? Because he's really crafting the story because episode seven was nothing. There was no story. It was just a launching pad. That's right. A yeah. remake and a launching pad. So it really episode eight and episode nine is the story. Yeah. So I really want, I wanted Ryan to do both. So if he left episode nine to do this, that disappoints me a little bit. Obviously, they already had Trevorrow lined up for nine when they like they had all three of these guys. Oh, I mean, I had JJ lined up first, obviously, and then they kind of lined up Ryan Johnson and then Colin Trevorrow pretty much mm-hmm. right away before anything had happened, right? So, yeah. but it but it was already lined. I mean, as and as Ryan Johnson, I think like they were saying, like, wow, we really like what this guy's doing. This just kind of adds to my point. Iger's saying, no, I'm not budging on a date. I don't care if fucking ryan johnson made a great movie i want that next one out on this hard target date and that's it i don't give a fuck it's not so much that they don't give a fuck but there's a lot that goes into a movie release date oh come on this is star wars this is not your average run-of-the-mill bullshit he could release it six months later he could go back to may and release it and just say okay ryan you got another six months we want you you did a great job here which obviously they're saying that he did because they got the confidence for a new trilogy we want you to carry through and really finish nine on a strong point yeah there's you know what yeah, I mean? but, but i think what happened was is ryan's just too tired and he didn't have enough time and i really no, think I... that's what it no no man i really think that's what's going on here because they kept saying i've listened to a lot of podcasts i've seen a lot of interviews and it's like not that kathleen kennedy or ryan johnson's admitted to this he kept saying well you know what my focus was just on the last jedi and that's all i could really do for now is what he has said so that tells me that if there was time he could maybe have done nine but instead because he didn't get that opportunity then he had these discussions as you had kind of alluded to and said okay well you know i'll get a nice little break now and then i can work i have these other ideas would you be interested if i could do something else and then they said yes. Right, but he wasn't he wasn't originally attached to do nine in the first place anyway. I agree with you, but the opportunity came regardless because the fans were just not happy with Trevorrow. I'm not shedding any tears over him. He is a bum. Actually, which... you know what? I, I it's a separate discussion. I think people are too hard on Trevorrow, honestly. Jurassic World was Well, Jurassic World is fitting terrible. into a certain genre. It's a monster movie. What are you supposed to be putting in there? Well, I don't know, but it wasn't it was a commercial success and it was also fairly critically well received for the genre and i and then he I, went and did book of henry which was completely abstract and different and touch like i haven't seen it but i've read the reviews and i know the issues that they're social issues that are talking about and people are way too sensitive and that's well, why i, I don't know and that's why the that. pub, that's why the public just threw him under the bus and fucking lucasfilm just said you know what yeah that's it that was a poor choice right from the get-go anyways so i think that's a good 
stopping point for today. Yeah. So we'll continue next time with double indemnity, which was our what we were supposed to be doing this week or next week. I think we'll try and get it out next week. And Jeff, thank you for doing this little impromptu podcast today because the news just hit. So I'm glad we got to talk about it. Hopefully you had a good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it as we, uh, I believe, lamented the last time we talked in person. We can never talk about movies in person anymore because we've got this show to do and we can't waste the conversation. So <laughs> yes, um, we can. <laughs> so I was glad to be able to jump on here with you so we could actually talk about this instead of saving it for perhaps when we did the Star Wars Last Jedi podcast. So, you know, we're going to have a lot to unpack then, I no doubt. So it's good to be able to do this. Now, that's one thing as well. It's great to be able to talk about Star Wars. Good or bad, it's always fun when it comes to Star Wars. That's right. Yeah. Anyways, man, it's getting late, so I'll see you next week for Double Indemnity. All right, man. Looking forward to it. All right. Cheers. Cheers.